Hello, hello, and welcome back to Coffee Stained EDU Podcast. This is your host, Geneva Rodriguez, coming to you with episode 31. Episode 31 is titled Bad Teacher. Before we get into that, I just want to say thank you to all my listeners, all my followers on social media. Our Instagram is coffeestained underscore EDU. And thank you to all my listeners and everyone that has reached out to me um, asking to be a guest speaker. I know earlier in the summer I put out a request on social media and I received an amazing response as well as tons of suggestions and advice on topics uh, topics for this episode. Sorry, not this episode, this podcast. So this episode was a recommendation from someone that's going to be a guest speaker in the near future. So thank you, thank you for this topic. Bad teacher. So before we get into that, I know you guys um, have listened to episode 31. Well, I hope you listened to 31. If you didn't, it was called Supporting ENL Students. And um, in the beginning of that, I went off on a little rant, uh, maybe just airing it out, um, venting, however you want to um, label it. And I, I, fo- I was going in because of experiences that I have had as well as um, colleagues experiences and from what I've been reading and listening to on social media or or from my friends who are in the leadership game (laughs) so um, my feelings were real in that episode and my feelings are always real in all my episodes And I just want to um, let anybody know that if you are a new listener, that that's just how I roll with Coffee Stains EDU podcast. It's raw, it's authentic, it's me. And if you know me in person, you know that this is genuinely who I am. And I don't fake the funk. Um, I come off as who I am, no matter if I'm in person, on social media, at work, at the bar, (laughs) wherever I am with my kids, I am me. I'm loud. I'm honest, I'm funny, um, I'm very passionate about what I do, I'm very a loyal person, honest, and I'm a hard worker, and I genuinely love what I do, and yeah, we all get stressed out, and sometimes lose, lose focus or get bent out of shape, but I have a good heart, and when I go off on those rants, it's because it's something that's really, really affecting me and really means something to me. So I think that my listeners would appreciate that because I don't edit my content. I give it to you as it is. This is how I record it. And I, my goal is always to have it 25 minutes or less. Sometimes I go over. I think the last episode went almost to 40 minutes. So just bear with me. Some, some content, sorry, some topics warrant more time also when i go off on rants like this it it takes a little bit more time as well but i'm gonna go into bad teacher like i said which was a subject a topic that was suggested by one of our future guest speakers which i'm super excited for i have tons of new um topics and ideas that's going to be released eventually with before the end of the year i promise you i promise you that um it's been a little dry and i've been a little slow with releasing episodes since august because we're back to school you know it's crazy you know how that is we have a whole new curriculum um you know just adapting back to the back to school life is an adjustment it takes time so thank you for bearing with me and being patient but 
I'm gonna try my best to have an episode out every week or every other week. And like I said, I have a lineup of guest speakers. Right now I'm looking at my list. I have 10 guest speakers and they have dope, dope, dope topics that I'm super passionate about, super excited about, and I can't wait to have them on. I'm gonna try to throw in some video because I'm gonna be recording these on Zoom. And if they allow, <coughs> I will post it on um, YouTube as well as a video because I like to you know reach all my listeners and I know some people are better with audio some people are better with visuals I know how that is coming from the educational world um, bear with me I have um, kind of like a sore throat cough or something I'm, I'm getting over something right now but it is what it is anyways so I'm gonna go into bad teacher I'm gonna start off with what makes a bad teacher and I know like when you hear that, you probably think of that movie that we all know very well. And if you don't, you better, you better watch it. Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz. It came out years ago. I don't even know what year that was. It was a while ago. And it's funny. Not funny because, I mean, yeah, funny, I guess, back in the day. It came out in 2011. It's a comedy romance. Super funny. Super inappropriate. But when I became a teacher... I say teacher with an A, you know, that's just my, that's just <laughs> Brooklyn, I guess, or being Puerto Rican, whatever. But teacher, um, when I became a teacher, my friends and family would joke and say, oh, I'm like, but Cameron D is bad teacher. They never saw me teach in the classroom. They don't, they don't know how I was because I'm a totally different person. If you speak to anybody that has worked with me in the classroom, um, anybody that has seen me working in the classroom, they know I'm like a totally different person. Yeah, I'm goofy, I'm silly, I bug out, whatever. I'm, I'm a cool teacher, but... When it's down to business, it's down to business, and they, and they know that. You, they know that. And um, but you know, it was funny. I guess I don't know what they were referring to. Were they referring to how I look? Um, I know I don't look like Cameron Diaz. Um, maybe they're saying I'm sexy. I'll take that. <laughs> or maybe they thought that I was a bad teacher and I was like her, right? Like even the the cover of this of the movie is like her sleeping at a desk where her legs up and she has these high high heels on i don't even know like i'm yeah high heels um mini mini skirt and she's sleeping with her sunglasses on if you've seen the movie you know she is the true definition of a bad teacher so when i saw this topic suggestion come up that was the first thing i um I thought of I thought of that movie and I'm probably gonna try to use her picture as uh, when I advertise it on well not her picture but a picture from that movie um, for the social media advertisement of this episode but anyways so what makes a bad teacher right you know in the movie if you've seen it you know she's she's just she's just doing it because she wants to get a boob job or something like that her sugar daddy dumps her so she has no no choice to get a job um as you know like the social media movies they always depict teachers you know teaching positions as a crappy position people are they suck or losers when they take those those jobs we don't make no money yada yada you know all of the the things that are going out you know that being said so um you know she doesn't she drinks a lot she just wants to quit her job. She wants to marry a rich man. She takes a job as a substitute teacher just to have a job. Um, she sleeps all day. She's hungover when she comes in. She drinks at work. Like just awful, awful, like to another extreme, to another level, right? What I'm going to be talking about in this episode is not to that effect. Like I hope and pray to God that there are no teachers like that right now. Actually, I think there was something not that long ago in the news when um 
where a teacher came to school, I guess hung over, she smelled like liquor, I don't know. But anyways, um, so what I'm gonna be talking about is a different type of bad teacher, right? Like things that we do see and that we do experience and um, maybe we have been a bad teacher to a certain extent. Um, but I'm gonna be focusing on a couple of bullets and I'm first gonna focus on how that makes you a bad teacher. Okay, and then I'm gonna shift it to the positive and, and, and how that how you can make those shifts in those areas to become a better teacher. Okay, so first thing on my list is mindset. What makes a bad teacher mindset? If you have this negative mindset, if you have this, if you have this closed off mindset, it's going to stop you from being the best version of yourself if you come into work just thinking negative um, focusing on the negative focusing on what you don't have focusing on the bad that's going to affect your instructional practices it's going to affect your instructional practices it's going to be seeping out of your pores right so going back to that teacher that, like I just said, it was like something I knew the teacher went in. How did they know? They said they smelled it. She reeked of liquor, right? So think of that. When you are coming into school with a negative mindset, with just this standoffish vibe, um, you just focusing on all the bad. Oh, my kids uh, don't listen. My students don't listen. Oh, I have this new curriculum. I don't know the material. Oh, I'm not getting support. Or I'm not. I, I haven't had any professional development. Oh, um, I hate that we have to have morning PD or afternoon PD. Or it's too hot in the classroom. You know, the list and list, the list can go on, right? You can always focus. It's easy to focus on the bad. It's easy to focus on the negative, right? That is your mindset. You're waking up choosing to be that way. You're waking up choosing to focus on the negative. Do you not know how that affects everything in your body? Okay, it, it is all connected to your, your, your nervous system, your mind, your, your emotional state, your mental state, even your physical state. Everything is connected. So when you wake up, you are choosing at that very moment, am I going to be in a good mood today or am I going to be in a bad mood today? Am I going to wake up and just dread going into work because I'm focusing on all the negative, all the changes that have happened? Or am I going to go in there and, and remember why I became a teacher, why I chose to do this job and remember, remember that, yeah, no two days are going to be the same. There's going to be some rough days. There's going to be some good days, but I am here for, and I have a purpose and I'm going to push through. That is your choice in the morning. Okay. And I'm going to talk about after I talk about all the negative of how you can shift that to a positive. When you go, this makes you a bad teacher because you go into the classroom and now your vibe is just off. And, and let's not even let's, let's, let's go. Let's bounce back a little bit before you even get into the classroom. Right. Let's talk about if you if you carpool with some friends. I'm sorry. My music is super loud. I'm not sure if you hear it. Hold on. Alexa, lower. See, unedited stuff, guys. <laughs> so let's think about before you even get into the classroom, how 
your mindset and your negativity is contagious and can wear off on other people, right? So if you carpool, if you have a husband, you have a wife, you have kids, you have coworkers that you are traveling with to get to school or you have to just encounter, encounter or interact with, before you get to work now they are they have experienced your negativity they have experienced your bad mood they have experienced your negative negative mindset it seeps out of your pores now that's getting that's rubbing off on them that's going to rub off on them and it might not be that they want it but it just happens it happens most of the time like i say all the time some people have the ability to just not let it affect them but there are others that cannot so if you have a husband, you have a wife, and you wake up with that stank attitude or that mindset of, oh, I don't want to go to work, oh, I hate it, I got to deal with this person or that person, I got to deal with this student or that student, yada, 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 you're affecting them too, okay? So not only are you affecting yourself, you're affecting everyone around you that you are exposing that to. So you get into the car, you get to work, as soon as you walk in that building, your facial expressions say it all, you get into the classroom. You are, you are setting yourself up for a miserable day. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for all, like just bad, just a bad day because you're coming into that day like that. Life is not perfect, folks. Changes happen, folks. What we were doing last year or, the, or two months ago might not be what we are doing now, right? There might be shifts unexpectedly that we have to just do. Just like I said in my last episode, we have to be gumby, we have to be flexible, and we have to roll with it. We have to roll with it. That negativity is going to affect your whole day. You know, I had three different bullets and I had it mindset, negativity, and attitude. And I have three other ones, which I'm going to ex- mention soon. But those three are all intertwined. Mindset, the negativity, and the attitude, right? Because when you wake up and you have that negative mindset, it's going to affect your attitude, right? It's all intertwined. That attitude, you you have that mindset. You're you're, you're 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 so focused on being mad or being angry or being upset about things that are beyond your control. Now you're probably gonna have a headache because, like I said, everything is affected. Your mood, your mood is gonna be shifted. You're gonna probably get an, a headache, and your head is gonna be freaking hurting now because you're thinking so much. It's gonna interfere possibly with your sleep at night, right? Now you're in a bad mood, in a funky mood. You might not even have an appetite anymore. Or you might overeat, right? Depending on which way it goes for you. Some people overeat or undereat. You might have more caffeine in your body because now you, you haven't slept enough at night. You see how everything affects everything else. It's like a domino effect. Everything intertwines. Everything is affected. Oh, taking a sip of that coffee. and it all starts with your mindset you are choosing that in the morning all right what what else makes a bad teacher because like I just said all those things intertwine you go into the classroom now the kids are being affected by your attitude because you just you're not approachable these kids do come into school to learn they want to be loved they want to be embraced we do not know what their home environment is we don't know what they're coming into school did they have a meal did did they um did they have a, 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 a warm bed to sleep in? Did they even have a bed to sleep in, right? We don't know the, what our kids are experiencing. Do they have a bed? Do they sleep with multiple families? Did they wa- were they able to wash up? Do they have clean clothes on? Do they have clean underwear on, right? 
Were they told they were loved? Were they given a hug? There are so many things and we have to think of those things before we come into the classroom with that stank attitude, with that negativity, with that mindset and giving it off on our kids because they do not deserve it. They come to school to be taught. They come to school to learn. They come to school to be loved, to be to have someone to have patience and compassion for them. So your negativity, your net, your attitudes, your mindset, you're depriving them of all they come to school for. What else makes a bad teacher? You're being closed-minded to growing and learning, right? Perfect example of your school changes your uh, uh, curriculum if your school changes your grade that you're teaching if your school changes a paraprofessional that you've had in your class for years if if your school has a pd or shifting to a different way of doing things they have um you know they, they, they yeah they, they they have a new pd or they're trying to bring in this new culture to the school and they're offering pds or they're offering some other type of um programs for you and you, you're, you don't want to learn. You don't want to grow. You are shutting it down. Yeah, you might physically be there because you're, you have to be there because of your contract to sit there. But you're closing your mind and you're not embracing that learner, that lifelong learning mindset. You have to have your brain open. You have to have your mind open. You have to embrace it with your mind, body, and soul that you want to learn and do better and be better. Things are not always going to be the same. Okay? We're not in the 1950s. Or the 1940s or whatever where they probably had one curriculum or one guy probably didn't even have any of that they were able to do whatever they needed to do in the class and they were just told okay teach your kids x y and z and that's what they taught and that's what it was for decades no it's not like that anymore we have standards we have change we have to shift when things are not working for our students we have to accept that things are not going to stay the same and we have to embrace that we also want we should also want to grow as educators or as human beings yep you went to school you got your degree kudos to you but the learning doesn't stop the learning does not stop you have to continue wanting to learn and be open to learning and take it upon yourself to find professional learning opportunities for yourself how can you grow as an individual as an educator, as a mom, as a dad, as whoever you are, how can you grow? Do not only wait for administration to put something in front of you to say, hey, here, here's some professional learning for you. You have to take the initiative for yourself to want to grow as an individual. Have an open mindset. Have a, a, a lifelong learning mindset. Learner mindset, I'm sorry. Be open to that. That is going to make you a bad teacher if you're closed off to that. Because, like I just said, if your school has a new curriculum coming into place and you're told about it a year before you're actually going to be using it, what should you do, folks? Ding, 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 ding. Learn about that curriculum. Educate yourself on that curriculum. Don't wait till school starts to open that book or to go on and log on to that website or to look for professional development or to wait for administration to give you that professional development. You took on a role, you took on a responsibility when you decided to be an educator and that is to educate students, to provide them with the skills they need to be functional citizens. So you have a responsibility as well in that department to learn things. What else makes you a bad teacher? Low expectations for your students. Ah, oh, let me take another sip before I get into that. 
low expectations for your students. You have some students that don't speak English yet. Okay. You have some students that are struggling with math. They don't know the skill yet. You have some kids that are, that are struggling with reading. They don't know how to read yet, right? Let's think of that word yet because they are in school to learn those skills. You are there to teach them those skills. So while it's not, it's not, they don't know it now, it's they don't know it yet because you need to teach them those skills to get them where they need to be, right? So when you have low expectations for your teacher, that may, I mean students, that makes you a bad teacher. Yes, we have students that learn differently. They learn at different paces. They need, di they need um, different ways to access the, the curriculum and the material and the skills. And that is your responsibility. That is your job as an educator to figure out what your students need individually because no two students learn the same. We know that too. You can find episode, several episodes where I say that and I will continue to say that. It's your job to find out how your students learn and not to have low expectations for them. You need to provide them with rigor, you need to challenge them, and you need to have high expectations for them regardless of their ethnicity, their upbringing, their background, their neighborhoods, their language, where they are right now when they walk into your classroom. That should not put in your brain that you need to have low expectations for them. Because it's your job. Come on, look at it as a challenge. Challenge accepted. I, I have a kid that comes in. He doesn't know how to read or he's reading at an A level, B level. Boom. My challenge for me, I'm going to push myself. This kid is going to be at an F level by January or whatever the case may be. And boom, 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 boom. Put it in your head that they, are there, they need you. That is your job. This is what should be in your brain all the damn time. So stop having low expectations for our students because they're going to have low expectations for themselves. They need to have confidence. And they need to know that you have confidence in them. Again, we don't know where they're coming from. They, we don't know their house situation. If they're having that support, that help. So it's your job when they're with you all day. Those are your babies from the time they walk into your room to the time you dismiss them. Stop having low expectations for your students. Provide that rigor. Challenge them. Help build, the, help build their confidence. Praise them in the little growth that they're doing and set those bars high. What else makes you a bad teacher? Giving up. Stop losing hope and doing the bare minimum in the classroom. Stop giving up, stop losing hope and doing the bare minimum in the classroom. That is what's making you a bad teacher. And again, this is all connected. You give up because you just have that negative mindset and that negative, nasty, poor attitude, which is disgusting. You closed yourself off to learning and growing as a person, as an educator, and you lose hope on your students, so you have these low expectations. They all intertwine and come together. And you then, in turn, you do the bare minimum because that is the effect of everything else. You give up on your classroom management. You give up on the systems and structures. You, you, don't, you stop caring about homework, you stop following up with kids, with families, you, you start slacking on your parent engagement. Your class is like a jungle, and then you blame the kids. Look at you, you are the adult in the classroom. I go crazy when I hear a teacher say, oh look, they don't listen, they don't do this, they don't do that. They are children, especially for me, I'm in an elementary school. I am in an elementary school, These are, this is the prime time 
for you to mold kids, they are like sponges. They just need a little bit more time and effort and consistency. We don't know what their life, their, their, um, their home life is, right? And I'm going to keep on saying that. We don't know what their home life is. There might not be no structure. There might not be ability to have structure. We don't know who's in the house. We don't know who's their, gar their guardian. We don't know if they're capable of doing that. Nowadays, I see kids running the show. I see kids throwing tantrums. They hit their parents. They yell at their parents. They're the ones, I don't know what's going on in this world. And that is coming into the classroom but you are the educator again you are the educator you are the immediate supervisor of that classroom those kids are yours they are in your world from the moment they walk in to the moment they leave it's your responsibility to mold and to shape them and to guide them and to provide them with that structure and those systems to be respectful students to be effective students and to be civil, <laughs> to be civilized, right? We are with them most of the day. So do not give up on them. It's only October, folks. School just started in September. You need to be consistent with that. We cannot plow through that instruction. We cannot plow, yes, we need to teach them. We need to assess them. Yes, we gotta do those things. But if a majority of a class is not following, if they're not engaged, if they're doing their own thing, then guess what, teacher? You're doing something wrong. You need to stop and take a few steps back. You need to reassess what systems you have in place and not give, no, don't give up. Stop losing hope. Challenge yourself every day. Again, like I said, it starts with that mindset. Set a goal for you on how you're going to address your class. And stop doing the bare minimum in your classroom because if you gave up hope and it's only October, oh my goodness, right? Please. So I'm already at 25 minutes. I have I want to go into how you can shift from being that bad teacher. I know I was I was sprinkling a little bit of that as I was going through each of my points, but I'm gonna try to brush over it within the next few minutes. So bear with me, all right? So that mindset, like I said, the first thing in the morning, you have that choice to get up in the morning and decide, are you gonna have a negative mindset for that day or a positive mindset? What works for you? Is it words of affirmation? Do you need to listen to a positive podcast? Do you need to write some post-its, put it on your mirror with some positive quotes to remind yourself of how bad of the badass you are and what your purpose is and how you can show up and show out in your school and do the best you can for yourself and for your students? Do that. If you need to listen to music in the morning, if that's going to shift your mindset, do that. Some days I need it. Some days I need to listen to some hype music. I need to dance. I need to sing. You know, like I used to have some post-its on my wind, my, my mirror at, in the bathroom. I used to have it in my car. That worked for me at that moment. It doesn't really work for me anymore. I even wrote myself a positive letter to remind myself of who I am, what I've gone through, what I've overcome, and where I'm trying to go. And I had it in my notepad in my, fo my phone. And I would read that whenever I was down and I was feeling negative and just doubting myself, I would read that letter to myself and boy, did that help shift my attitude, my energy, that mood for the day was just boom, switch just with that letter. So find what works for you and do that because I'm telling you, if you shift that mindset from the beginning, as soon as you open your eyes, 
that negativity and that attitude is going to all intertwine, right? Your mindset is positive. Your attitude is going to be positive. You're going to have a smile on your face, your body energy, your body language, sorry, your energy is going to be different. Your vibe is going to be different. Everybody's going to see it and feel a difference in you. All right. Shifting from that closed mindset to opening to learning and growing, make a list of Things you feel like you're struggling with right now, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's in your personal life, right? Sometimes a lot, most of the time, our personal things, a lot of people don't know how to, you know, departmentalize, um, um, <laughs> I'm like chopping it up, things in their life and their negative, their, their, their personal stuff interferes with their, I mean, their home life interferes with their work life, Right. So how can you organize all that stuff in your life, right? Think of your, your personal life, keep it in one box, your job, keep it in one box, your love life, one box, whatever, your kids, one box, whatever, right? Your, your, your self-care in another box and try to not have your personal, if you're having personal issues at home, don't let it come into your work life, right? Or if you have work life situation, I mean, work life problems, do not let it interfere with your personal life, right? So learn how to departmentalize the things in your life, okay? It's going to help you. It's going to help you focus on what needs to be focused on at that moment, okay? So if you know that you're struggling with classroom management, if you know if you're struggling with learning the new curriculum, you know if you're struggling with collaborating with your co-teacher or with ENL staff or all that stuff or whatever, or you're struggling with your relationship with your administration, make that your goal, Say, all right, I want to grow in this. There's so much resources available to us at the tip of our fingertips. Social media, we have the, I was going to say the Google, oh my gosh. We have Google, we have so, we have so much at our fingertips. We have doctors, we have colleagues, we have, you know, we just need to be able to accept that we need to help, that we need to learn, that we need to grow, and then to figure out what areas we want to grow in and tackle that. And it might just be one thing. Don't overwhelm yourself in the beginning. Focus on one thing. I right, boom. I'm struggling with my classroom management because we already know if you don't have the classroom management down, everything else is going to be is going to be affected, right? You're not going to be able to teach and have students engage and not be distracted with the behaviors because all of that is together. That's why we say focus on that system and structures in the beginning of the school year. Then focus on that. Ask for the help. Go online. Classroom management techniques and strategies. Find something, take two, three minutes, five minutes out of the day to focus on growing and learning in that area. I'm telling you, it's going to help. That's going to shift from that closed to that open mindset. Setting the bar high for your students. Like I said, every, you should not have low expectations. Depending on, it doesn't have, I don't even want to say, oh, for this instance, you should not have low expectations for your students. You should go in there with a goal. If my students reading at an A level, by the end of the year, they're going to be at an H or K or L, whatever, right? If my students are only able to identify numbers 1 through 10, my goal is they're going to be able to identify numbers 1 through 100, okay? Set high expectations for your students. They need you. They're here, for, they, they're here because they have to be here because they need to learn. And you need to give them those skills. You need to teach them what they need to know so they can go to the next grade ready and confident. All right? And I, I, gave some, I, I gave some tips and advice on how to not lose hope and to stop giving up and doing the bare minimum in the classroom. Again, it's all connected. If you ask for that help, if you're open to learning and growing, if you put in those, play, if you put in those, t those strategies on how to shift your mindset 
and remembering your why remember why you became a teacher remember that your students need you having a little bit more patience and compassion for your students is going to shift you from a bad teacher to a badass teacher oh i love that i just did that right now i wasn't thinking about that but yes from a bad teacher to a badass teacher how can you do that by shifting that mindset and putting those little things in place so that your attitude your negativity negativity is shifted all right so i'm gonna wrap it up here because i'm already at 31 minutes i think i need to stop saying that i try to keep that 25 minutes and not less because i don't think that's going to be happening anymore but anyways 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 so i'm gonna wrap it up here this was episode 31 bad teacher this is your host geneva rodriguez you can find us on instagram coffee stains underscore edu our website is coffeestains.org if you want to reach out to me any tips suggestions advice feedback i am open to it Email me, GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com. My challenge for you today at the end of this episode is going to be, like I said, everything starts with the mindset. You, If you realize I started with mindset, everything's trickled down, everything affects one another, but it starts with that mindset. As soon as you open your eyes in the morning, before you put your feet on that floor, my challenge for you is to shift that mindset first thing in the morning. Find a strategy that works for you. And like I said, I mentioned it, listening to a positive, positive affirmations on a podcast, bumping that music early in the morning, have that vibe start off early as you brushing your teeth, bumping and grinding in that bathroom, whatever helps you dance and two step or whatever you do, just don't hurt your back um, before you get to work. If you need to have your post-its on your mirror with some positive affirmations, as simple as I got this. I'm meant to be where I'm at. I'm living out my purpose. I'm a badass. I'm strong. I'm smart. I'm confident. I can do this. Whatever it is that's going to work for you, put it in place. Like I said, maybe writing yourself a letter and having it in your notepad and reading it first thing in the morning. Okay. Put something in place. That is my challenge for you, my listeners, my supporters, my dope ass listeners. That's it. I'm just now rambling. Put something in place to help you shift your mindset. And that is my challenge for episode 31. Thank you, thank you again, and it's a wrap.